Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Take me 
Confident in God's grace, let us now confess our sins together. God, we mess up. We hate. We destroy. We covet. We get jealous. We enter relationships with judgment rather than love. We spend more time wishing that we were somewhere else, wishing we were someone else that we forget to take joy in the blessings and the covenant that you have given us. Forgive us, God. And now hear our silent prayers. Friends, hear the good news. We've been told that nothing can separate us from the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. Not our shortcomings, not our failings, not our mistakes, nothing. In the name of Jesus, we are forgiven. Let us go and forgive one another. Amen. And now for Holy Interruption. Downtown Church. Good morning. My name is Brian Rosefield. Just joining you here for this holy interruption. Just checking in and telling you a little bit about my life. You know, obviously things have been very different the last year or so. And uh, I tell you what, what, what better time to purchase a new house than during a global pandemic. So I did that back in late July. 
things in my relationship have been really, really good. So very thankful for that. And I will tell you what, work has been really, really busy, but it's been very rewarding. I work as an athletic director at Ridgeview High School, and we've been very, very busy, very fortunate to have a season for a lot of our kids. And they've been a little bit abbreviated, but it's been great to see our kids out there playing the sports that they want to play. And you know what? Why not? I started a podcast during quarantine, and that's going really well. So life has really been uh, has been really good. I was very thankful for the pause that really happened back uh, when the pandemic really first struck and uh, allowed me to really kind of dive inside myself and figure some things out about me and the direction that I wanted to go in my life. And so uh, it's been a challenge, but things have been largely very good. And I do hope everything is going well for you and hope to see you guys soon. And maybe one day back in the building here sometime soon. But y'all take care. We'll see you soon. If you're enjoying this podcast, we invite you to pass it along to a friend who you think might enjoy it too. Greetings. Today's scripture lesson comes from John chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning, I'd like to share a message with you titled, A Friendly Reminder. A Friendly Reminder. You know, it's easy to forget. And there are times when we need to be reminded of something. I'm sure I'm not the only one that needs a friendly reminder every now and then. There are times when we need a gentle nudge to help us refocus and recenter. It is so, so easy to forget. Have you ever gotten one of those friendly reminder emails? You know the ones I'm talking about. The subject line reads, friendly reminder. And then the author of the email goes on to remind you of something you said you were going to do, but maybe you didn't do it yet or get to it yet. Or it's a reminder of an upcoming event to encourage you to keep your commitment and show up and make sure it's on your calendar. Just a 
friendly reminder or maybe a bill that's coming due and, and the bill collector wants to send you a friendly reminder to make sure you pay attention to it and take care of your debts. And I found it's not just emails where we get these friendly reminders at Alexa, Siri, notifications on my phone. As a matter of fact, the other day, my daughter called me from college. She's away at college. She called me and says, hey, daddy, did you eat today? I just want to remind you to eat. My daughter actually called me to remind me to eat. Yes, folks, I do forget to eat sometimes, but that's another conversation for another time. Seems like every hour of every day, there's a buzz, an alarm, a poke, a ring, something reminding me when to get up, where to be, what to do, what to take, and when to go to sleep, and so on and so forth. I am surrounded by friendly reminders. We are surrounded by friendly reminders. What would we do without the friendly reminders in our life? And I found there are some common elements to all these friendly reminders. You know, they're usually things we already know. We're already familiar with them. So they're not really surprises, right? We, we have some knowledge of it. We know it. We're familiar with it. So we're not surprised by the friendly reminder. For some reason or another, they kind of lose their place of priority in our mind. I mean, think about it. How can you forget to eat, Charles? Right? I mean, it just loses its priority. Things happen, distractions and so on. Oh, yeah, thanks for the reminder. How often have we said that to someone? Thanks for the reminder. They're important. They're important. But often they're not urgent, so they slip to the back of our mind. Also, another element of all these friendly reminders, there's consequences for ignoring them. There are consequences for ignoring the alarms. There's consequences for ignoring the emails. There's consequences for ignoring those phone calls. All the things to remind us of things that are important, but might not be type, top of mind. Yes. These friendly reminders can be annoying. And yes, we can benefit from them. I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, I am thankful for the friendly reminders. I am so thankful for the friendly reminders. These friendly reminders provide us a moment to reconsider, a moment to realign, a moment to refocus our attention. Perhaps, perhaps there's a friendly reminder somewhere in today's text. Let's look at verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Chances are you've heard this one before. Chances are you are familiar with John 3.16. Maybe this is just a friendly reminder that I want to share with you today. Is there a more quoted scripture? I'm not sure. If this isn't the most quoted scripture, it's close to whichever one is at the top. Is there a more popular scripture referenced at sporting events? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, it was popular back in the 70s. You would often see born-again Christians holding up signs at sporting events that read John 3.16 written on them. John 3.16 at a baseball game, at World Series, at golf tournaments, at, at, at football games, and so on. You saw the John 3.16 signs. It was common. It was so common to watch a game, 
get caught up in the excitement on the field or, or on the court, see the fans and their fanatical attire and behavior, and as the cameras are panning the arena, somewhere you'd see someone dancing and rocking back and forth with their John 316 sign. Now, that was in the 70s and the early 80s, and it died off a little bit, but something happened in 2009. A young man by the name of Tim Tebow led the Florida Gators to the football national championship. He had John 316 inscribed, inscribed on his eye black, the little black markers below the eyes that football players have. John 316 was right there. Tim Tebow led his team to the national championship, had John 316 right below his eyes for the world to see. It said, it said that 94 million people, 94 million, Googled John 316 during the game. Now, now my sources didn't have enough time to fact check this, so I can't guarantee that's accurate, but I wouldn't be surprised. And let's just say if it were a tenth of that, 9.4 million, my goodness, that's a lot of people. Now, I don't know if sports fans were John's target audience. I don't know if sports fans were Jesus's target audience. But, but it seems like something that was said in this scripture really resonated with sports fans. But the reference to the scripture is not confined to sporting events. I found evidence of John 3.16's popularity across our culture. It's beyond the realm of sports. It's printed on koozies, on shopping bags. It's tattooed. It's a popular tattoo, and it's even spray-painted on bridges and buildings. John 3.16. Why is this scripture so popular? Well, some experts and theologians and others say it captures the Christian faith more precisely and directly than any other scripture. Some believe it is the most concise summary of the most profound truth in our Christian faith. I want to add something else to that. I think it's so popular because it's a friendly reminder. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. It's a reminder of a covenant. It's a reminder of a promise. It's a reminder of an opportunity. It's a reminder of a path. Think about it for a second. It's a reminder that God so loved the world. Just think about those words. God so loved the world. I think we need to be reminded about that every now and then. That he, he gave his only son. Just let those words marinate within you for a moment. He gave his only son. That, I mean, that's a, think about the reminder. We need to be reminded. I mean, we know that. We know that, but do we really know that? Do we really embrace that? He gave his only son. Everyone who believes in him, everyone, reminder, ev ev everyone, that, that word everyone for me there is an inclusive term. Didn't say this one special group, that one special group, people like me, people like you, everyone who believes in him. I mean, the power of that reminder, wow, you're telling me everyone who believes in him, everyone, even the people who don't look like me, everyone, 
Even people who have different accents than me. Are, everyone? Even people that may not be uh, living in my neighborhood. Are you telling me everyone? Even those people that live across the tracks? Everyone? E even the people that have uh, uh, different ideologies than me? Every Everyone. The reminder, everyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have, but have, in the present, have eternal life. What a friendly reminder. It, it, it brings my heart joy. It brings my heart joy. It brings peace to my spirit. It settles my soul to be reminded, to be reminded simply that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Family, I want to remind us of God's love today. God's love. I, I, I need that. I, I, need, I need to be reminded sometimes of God's love. I need that. I need it desperately sometimes. Oh, I know God loves me, but every now and again, it's good to have it top of mind. It just, just to have that top of mind puts a smile on my face. I need to be reminded that God so loved the world, even though the world didn't always demonstrate a love for God. I need this reminder, especially when I'm in a world that I don't always love. Can, can I say that to you today? Is it safe to say that here? Can, can I, there are times where I don't feel like I'm loving the world. I, I, I am thankful that God so loved the world, so loved us, that he gave his only son. You know what? In a world where there appears to be a shortage of love, we need to be reminded of God's love. And when I am reminded of God's love, I am reminded that there is love in this world. I am reminded that sometimes I can get caught up in the negativity I can get caught up in the deficiency mindset. I can get caught up in, 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 in what some folks call stinking thinking. Move your mindset. Change what you're doing here. There is love in this world. God modeled it for all of us, for all of us. And we can focus on that. I have to admit, for me, this scripture is a friendly reminder that God did not give up on us. That might be worth writing down and remembering. God did not give up on us. God gave us the ultimate expression and exhibition of love. He gave his only son. There's a friendly reminder. See, all of this is a friendly reminder of the power of belief. Everyone who believes in him. See, when we believe, we are assured, we are convinced. When you believe something, you trust in it, we have faith in it. What do you believe, family? Does that question sound familiar to anyone? You know, we hear that question quite often. What do you believe? See, see it's critical. Before you answer that question, I want to consider a couple things that I want to share with you today. It's critical that we understand we believe in Jesus. What we believe in and who we believe in are critically important. 
Because when we say we believe, we're saying we are assured, we are convinced, we are trusting, we have faith. We believe in Jesus. It's a friendly reminder that we, watch this, we are not called to believe in worldly leaders. No, mm -mm. we can respect leaders, of course. We have things to do in the world with the leaders of the world. Absolutely. But watch this. But to believe in, we put our belief and our trust in Jesus. We, we are not called to believe in political parties. Sure, we can have our political affiliations. We dare not put our affiliation with a political party above our belief in Jesus. We can have political ideologies. That's fine. Absolutely. But again, we do not put our belief or alignment with a political ideology above our belief in Jesus. We are not called to believe in everything that flashes across our screen because it aligns with our own self-interest. We are not called to believe in celebrity endorsements. We are not called to believe in the performance of the market. Sure, the market is important. You can have that conversation. We can have that debate. But to believe in it above Jesus, no, no, market's important, but it's not that important. We are not called to believe in hate, anger, and cruelty. Everyone who believes in him, Jesus, what do you believe? In our tradition and others, it's common to answer that question, what do you believe? With this, another friendly reminder. I believe in God the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. That's a friendly reminder in what we believe and who we believe in. A friendly reminder. And there's something else we do in our tradition that aligns with our friendly reminders. The Lord's Supper. Have you listened recently when we partake in the Lord's Supper? Does this sound familiar to you? The breaking of the bread. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes. A friendly reminder, this cup of the new covenant. Family, the power of God's love and the power of our belief 
gives us eternal life. We have eternal life. The convergence, the convergence of God's love and the convergence of our belief. Oh, what a day. What a glorious day. The convergence of God's love. He gave his only son. And our belief, we believe in him. Oh, what a day. Today is that day. I just want to give you that friendly reminder. What do you believe? John 3.16. We know it. But hey, every now and then, we can all use a friendly reminder. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. We don't have to hold up John 3.16 signs. We can if we want to, but we don't have to. But I do think it's okay if our lives are a sign of John 3.16. Thanks be to God. Amen. They say everything can be replaced Every distance is not near I remember every face Of every man who Next to me. 
this lonely crowd Is a man who swears he's not to blame And all day long I hear him shouting so loud Crying out that he was framed I see my light come shine From the west unto the east Any day now Any day now Hey, Charles. Hey, Lucas. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for that, uh, that good word on a, on a really a verse that I think we can all agree is probably one of the most well-known verses out there. A- absolutely, man. I looked at it. I was like, are you going to really preach on this right here? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever preached on John 3.16 before? Here's in, first time. First time? First time that was the center text. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going through this series of covenants, and this is one of the, the verses from the lectionary. And Don's spoken about these Old Testament covenants, and we see that God continues to make new covenants. Mm-hmm. And here, Jesus is the ultimate one. Um, and one thing I love about this verse, too, is it's, it's for God so loved the world. Right. I think sometimes we can think it's important to realize that God loves us. Right. But it's not that God so loves me, or God so loves downtown church, or God so loves America. Yes. Uh, for God so loves the world. Mm, mm, um, mm. And, and one thing this, this sermon got me thinking of, Charles, is, is humans, we have such short attention spans. Mm, mm. So what, besides being reminded to eat, what do you need <laughs> reminding of right now? You know, you just said it, Lucas, uh, for God so loved the world. And in, in my world, the way I think about that, that is one of the most inclusive lines. Mm. And, and the word inclusion comes to mind the world, everybody, all of us, uh, the people who don't look like me, don't talk like me, don't live where I live. It, for me, it's the reminder of the think outside of self. Mm. I don't know about you, brother, but sometimes I get caught up in me and my stuff, and this is just the reminder of, you know what? The world is bigger than you, Charles, mm-hmm. and God sees all of it. I mean, that, that, that for me is powerful. Mm. It's perspective, and it's like, it's funny because this is like the work that you are an expert in. It's God doesn't love my tribe, <laughs> or maybe God does love my tribe, but God loves all of our tribes, all of our tribes. and God's also pushing us to expand just what our tribe looks like. That's exactly right. Um, I think that's a reminder that I need of, of just thinking outside the box and thinking outside of um, my problems that I think are the center of the world, and mm-hmm. they're not. Right. They right. are. The, there's, the world keeps turning, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the problems of the world really force us to, to look outward and look yes. at how we can solve those. I love that. Can I add something to that, Lucas? Of course. There's another thing that comes to mind as well. Sometimes my love is conditional. 
Oh, yeah. Can <laughs> <laughs> I say all the time, my love seems to be conditional. You know, it's like, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't want to love the world right now. I don't want to love you right now. I don't want to love them. And it's like until people act or behave a certain way, I don't want to give them love. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful that God doesn't treat me that way. Mm. I, I am so thankful. I mean, it's like, do I really de- even deserve God's love? But he gives it to us anyway. No. <laughs> no, like I, I once heard the best thing is like, God's not fair. Because if God was fair, yeah. we'd be in big trouble. Oh, man, we're done. It's over. I mean, you've got this one quote in the sermon that I just, uh, I've highlighted. God so loved the world, even though the world didn't always demonstrate a love for God. Right. And it's unconditional. It's a model for, I mean, you've got, you've got two, how many sons? Two sons? I have three sons and a daughter. Three sons and a daughter. And so you know how hard it is to love sometimes, right? Oh my goodness, yes, absolutely. And uh, man, like. God's parental and unconditional love is such a model for, for us to practice in all of our relationships. And it's easier, I think, to practice with our kin, with our loved ones. It's mm-hmm. harder to practice it to the stranger. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That, I've heard people use the term like my in-group, right? I can practice it here. But when you reach outside of there, it's harder. But isn't that what we're called to do? Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's why I love the, the world. Mm-hmm. The, I don't have to know you to love you. Mm-hmm. But but the world, God loves the world, and we need to love each other. I, again, I'm it's kind of corny, man, but I'm I'm a love guy. I, I I still believe that you know love can make a way. We can find a way through love. I still believe that. Yeah, and it's a it's a reminder that we need always. And and I think it's okay to be cheesy sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I, I love being cheesy. Okay. Uh, it would solve so many problems, and not just a superficial love, but a deep-down love that might cost us something. Right. It might cost us to, to walk across a line that we've never ventured, mm. to, to get to know someone. Mm. Um, you know something, Lucas? I, I am reminded, and I've never said this before till right now. I just thought about it. I think even in this scripture, God is demonstrating some vulnerability. Mm. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him, I mean, what if we reject God? I mean, God wasn't concerned with us rejecting him. Wow. Or saying no. God was being vulnerable, saying after all these covenants, I'm going to give it another shot. God. Think about the vulnerability there that God was demonstrating. Wow, I got goosebumps, Charles. Look at that. That's true. Like, <laughs> oh, what does that mean for us if, like, we, not to love in anticipation of return, just right. to love just because that's what we're called to do. That's it. Mm. Can't guarantee what the other person's going to do, but I'm going to just do what I need to do. Yeah. Gosh. Man, I've never thought about that either. I love that. And, and you talk towards the end about, I think about that guy that with the big pink afro that held the, the signs. <laughs> the rainbow afro. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Tim Tebow and all that. <laughs> and that's just not me. Holding the John 316 sign is not something that I ever see myself doing. Right. Um, but you talk about how our lives can be signs of John 3.16. It makes you think of that really uh, popular quote attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. He says, preach the gospel at all times, and when absolutely necessary, use words. Mm. Um, and so I'm wondering, in a practical, down-to-earth way, how can our lives be signs of John 3.16? Mm. You know, I think one of the most practical things we can do is we can we can behave in accordance with our beliefs. Mm-hmm. When we, you know we you know 
There was a time, Lucas, you recall, we used to wear those WWJD bracelets. Yep. What, you know, nice bracelets people would wear and so on. But I think the most practical thing we can do is if I believe in Jesus, what does that mean in this moment? H- how can my belief in Jesus manifest in this moment right now? How can my words model that I believe in Jesus? How can my decisions model that I believe in Jesus? How can my actions model that I believe in Jesus? Again, it's interesting. We're not called to be Jesus. We're called to believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And follow Jesus. And follow Jesus. So, how, how, so do my words, actions, decisions just follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. It makes you think of uh, Dr. King in a, in a, uh, a not a sermon, uh, my speech. Speech, speech. yeah, speech. man, man. <laughs> Whew, he said once, like, America, I'm just asking you to be true to what you said on paper. All yeah. men are created equal. That's it. And it's the same with the Bible. Be true to what the Word of God says on paper. Love your neighbors. Love God. Love God. And I mean, that's the hardest thing to do. Like those are the, the two simplest. <laughs> like we, there's so many things the Bible tells us to do, but man, yeah. if, it's going to take a lifetime for me to even come close to figuring out how to love my neighbors mm. and mm. love God. And if we can do that today, that's, that's a good day. You know, you know something. I, I want to give you a personal example. The love, love. Yes, love. please. I was in a conversation recently with somebody where. They said something to me that I did not like, mm-hmm. and I felt it was inappropriate. And I could have, as the kids say, I could have got them right. I could, <laughs> I could have <laughs> went in, and I had, and it, you know, in the flesh, I could say I have every right to do this. Mm-hmm. Lucas, I stood down. Mm. I, st- I said, you know what? It's okay. It's all good. And we have a good relationship, this person and I, and still have a good relationship. And in that, in that moment, now, I wasn't thinking, I'm going to give you love right now. But it was. It, it was. That one, again, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, not saying I don't. But in a practical manner, how can I, in this moment, just extend love your way? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes extending love your way might be not saying what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe in this moment right now, I'm going to just... I'm going to pause and think about this, and we'll revisit this later. Simple things like that are ways that we can demonstrate and show that love. It's discipline in that yes, way, yes. which is the same root as disciple. It's <laughs> like yep. uh, learning how to bite our, bite our tongue, hold it, and not, and not be reactionary right. with, our, uh, with our comments, but let our reactions be that of love. Absolutely. Well, Charles, it's a hard sermon to, uh, to live up to, but we're going to try our best. I'm going to try my best, too. We're going to try to remember this covenant. We're going to remember to eat. We're going to remember to do <laughs> everything. We ultimately remember that God so loved the world yes. um, that we might have eternal life. So knowing that, let's go to God in prayer. God, for you so loved the world. Not just me, not just this country or this church, but the world. Help us to remember this covenant each and every day when we wake. That our goal, God, is to love one another, to love you so that we all might have eternal life and be with you in paradise, to make this world more resemble your paradise. God, be with us as we walk through this week. Be with those who are facing lives so much more difficult than we are. Be with us as we walk through our own valleys of the shadow of death this week, whatever that looks like. God, we pray for those in hospital rooms. We pray for those in classrooms. We pray for those under the overpass, God. 
Help us to love one another as you have loved us unconditionally without any expectation of repayment. Empower us to be vulnerable, to reach out not knowing if someone's going to grab our hand or not. God, we give you thanks for your son, Jesus the Christ. As we walk towards the cross this Lent, help us to remember his teachings and the ultimate sacrifice he made so that we might all live and have eternal life. And God, now let us recite the prayer that he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do remember me Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with you henceforth now and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen, amen, 
Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give. Special thanks to our technical team and artists of all forms. Musical composition and vocals brought to you by Max Stidham, Billy Way, and Sean Thompson. Audio mastery by Drew Parker. Calvary by William Reed Newell. Glory Patry by City Hymns. I Shall Be Released by Bob Dylan and the band. And Do Lord by Johnny Cash. Music covered on the license CCS number 11209. Scripture is quoted from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And theological musings and prayer brought to you by Charles Weathers, Lucas Jones, and Don Hyde.